You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. When we, when we, when we are excited about something, we will, we will get up for it. You know, we will get up to want to want to do that. And with Mary Magdalene, she woke up early in the morning. To go to Christ, to, to, to go to where, where, it was, where it was at. You know, when you wake up in the morning, where are you going to? You know? With her, she was like, I need to go to the tomb where my Lord is in buried. And she made a discovery, the greatest discovery of her life. You know, for us to really grow, it's going to require sacrifice and commitment. There's no way around it. I can tell you, hey, you know, I would love to say, you know what, just take this pill there. You don't need to like, you know, do anything. Everything will be rosy and easy. Mm. You know, that's one of the messages you have, you, you, you hear out there. You know, don't worry, everything will be given to you. No, Christian life sometimes is going to be tough. Mm. It's going to require sacrifice, it's going to require commitment. Yeah. You know, that's the reality of it. There's no short way around it. And we got to be ready for that. We got to really get our mind engaged with that and really know that. You know? Mm-hmm. So for ourselves, you know, when Christ looks at life and our commitment, will it clap his hand? We say, well done, good and faithful servant. When he looks at our life, will he bury his head, his hand, you know, will he look away in shame? You know, we are here to actually glorify God. We are here to actually proclaim his name and make his name known around the world. But it's only going to be shown by our commitment and how much we give to his body. You know, with Mary Magdalene, she showed how much she really loved God. She was there early in the morning to engage with our, God, with our Lord. And we got to have the same heart as well. You know, for us, I want you to ask someone where you need to grow in your commitment to God. If there's areas in your life that you've been battling with again and again, I want you to put a plan in place to change that. Because if we don't really have a heart to commit to really growing our work with God, we are going to remain the same or in a way slowly die away. You know? And that's what I want to encourage you guys with today. Let the resurrected Christ be a reason for you to change and be a different person today. A great discovery requires a great commitment. A third point. I'm not going to have a long message for you guys today, but you know. Be short and sweet. My third point a great proclamation. A great proclamation. When we look at it, Mary Magdalene was actually mentioned in all the four gospels. This woman was spoken about in all the gospels. That's how amazing this woman is. Even though the scripture didn't say too much about her, her name was mentioned in all the gospels because she was such a special woman. And even though she's dead, at life she speaks to us. That's right. You know, Christ wants our life to speak to many others around us. Right here. We're still living, we could still have more impact on the people that are around us. You know, is your life impacting the people around you? Is your life actually proclaiming Christ? Are you shining the light that God has given you? We all have the Holy Spirit in us. You know, what are you doing with our Holy Spirit? What are you doing with that light in you? Are you killing it or are you actually proclaiming and shining that light that's in you? You know, like it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 
Let's remind ourselves of what Christ expects us to do. Second Corinthians 5 from verse 14. It says that it says, For Christ's love compels us. Because we're convinced that one died. And we're convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves. But for him who died for them and was raised again. It says that it says Christ's love is what made him make that sacrifice to come and die for us. And when we understand that someone has died for us, in a way that actually requires us to, as well to make even more greater sacrifice, understanding the sacrifice that's been done for our life. You know, when we look at this, how are we dying to ourselves? Because if we're to make a great proclamation for Christ, we have to actually die more to ourselves so that we actually make that great proclamation. The scripture says, says Christ's love is what compels us. When we don't really understand the love of Christ, then we don't proclaim it the way we should. We don't actually speak about him the way we should. We are ashamed to actually talk about him. We're not as bold as we need to be for Christ. But we see that this scripture says that we actually have to shine and proclaim Christ the way we should. The one thing you have to understand is even when it comes to science. I mean, when science makes a great discovery of something, I guarantee you the whole world will know about it. Yeah. I mean, they discover some, maybe they discover maybe a, a, a small galaxy somewhere, you know, the whole, you all going to know about it. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to proclaim their message. Mm -hmm. And they're not ashamed of it. But how about us who have the truth, who have the real message, who have the greatest discovery, Christ. You know, how much are we actually talking about it? Mm -hmm. Or are we just, you know, just keeping to ourselves? The world doesn't need to know about it. In the scripture it says, you know, when we understand that the love that God has given us, it compels us. Christ's love compels us. When we're not compelled, it's because in a way we've forgotten the love that's been given to us. It's because in a way we become religious. It's because in a way we've forgotten the past that we've been saved from. And I think for myself, that's one of the areas I even had to repent of in the last few weeks. And for me, my, my, my life is becoming a bit too busy. You know, I've got two jobs, I've got family, I've got kids, I've got other responsibilities, which is awesome. But in the midst of that business of life, I could kind of like forget my purpose and my mission. Mm -hmm. and, and I realized myself, I've not been sharing as much as I should. Mm -hmm. I've not been engaged and, and being about my purpose as, as I should. And, and it's great that the beauty of the kingdom is people can look at your life and call you higher and say, bro, you need to repent, you say, yeah. and, and I was grateful that I had brothers that are like, you know, bro, you gotta, you gotta step it up a bit, baby, you say. And I appreciate that. You know, and for me, I have to repent in that area. Yeah. You know, for us, you know, do we see where we need to repent even when it comes to proclaiming God's message? You know, are we repenting? Mm -hmm. Are we just staying the same? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we gotta look at our lives and say, okay, what do I need to change so that God can be proclaimed more in my life? You know, for us, I mean, the challenge that we were given is, you know, obviously share every day. That's what a disciple should do anyway. Yeah. You know, the times you could look at, I could look at my life, man, you know, you know the times you look at your life like, man, you know, when I was younger, I was doing this, or when I was, you know, a few years ago, I was doing that. I was remembering for myself, you know, when I was, when I was a young disciple, man, I would always share every day, man. Mm -hmm. 
on the bus on the train, I was like, I was bored. But over the years, it was kind of like the, the boldness could die out of it. You know, the, the, the business of life could, could kind of like stuff out that fire. And, and I was like, no, you know, I can't just look at my life and say, you know, well, I, I did that many years ago. I'm still alive. Christ can still use me. I'm not, I'm not dead, you know. My life can still be used. And, and for me, that's what I have to do. I'm like, you know what, no, I don't want to be looking at the past and like, you know, my glory days. My glory days are still ahead of me. You know, for a lot of us, we're still young. You know, we, we've been around one year, two years. I mean, you're just starting out your journey. If you're tired on the journey right now, man, I feel sorry for you, man. You know? But the journey is just getting started. You gotta love and enjoy the battle. Enjoy, enjoy what, you, what you've been given. You know, what we've been given is special, it's precious. Let's really value what we have. When we value it, then we actually proclaim God and we let His light shine. My challenge for you as well, and I want to share with someone every day. I want you to share, share God's love every day with someone. When you know what Christ has done for you, when you know the sacrifice has been through, that is not a big challenge for you. You know? And uh, when we look at all this, you know, we gotta, we got to realize that, you know, to proclaim, let's, you know, we have to realize that the greatest discovery has to require a great proclamation. You know, the great discovery in our life will be shown by the transformation that's happened in our life. The greatest discovery in our life, which is Christ, will be shown by commitment to his standard. A great commitment to Christ in our life will be shown by the great proclamation that we make of his name. So as we look at the scripture here, and as we look at Mary Magdalene's life, let's be that example, that living example of Mary Magdalene in our own generation right now, and shine that life of God so that his name will proclaim. Thank you very much. Well, I definitely like that song. Mary Church? Come on, Lola. I always love that song, Way in the Water, man. That's one of my favorite songs. And uh, Chris knows that. That's why I sang that song. Well, it's great to be here this, uh, this morning. I'm, I'm glad to be in front of you guys today to be able to preach to you guys. I know you guys are used to Michael, and, uh, Michael preaching to you, but uh, you know, we're still in the kingdom of God, even though they're away. Amen. You know, the message that is to be preached, we are still in uh, the church that believes in the Bible. You know? and, uh, and I'm going to be preaching to you guys today. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Ola. And I'm in front of you, uh, sitting in front of you guys right here, my beautiful wife, Denise. And uh, you know, we really are grateful to be, to, be, uh, to be shepherds in the kingdom and also to, be to uh, you know, help assist the church in the east, you know. But, uh, you know, for me, my message today, uh, when you look at the world around us, the world around us, you know, throughout history, man has made a lot of great discoveries that has changed and transformed our lives, you know. And... Uh, and it's always great for man to discover many great things. You know, I'm going to go through some of the things that man has discovered that has really changed and transformed our lives. Uh -huh. yeah. And I'm sure many of us know about the man Isaac Newton. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. we know he's an English, English man, you know, English scientist. And he's the man that discovered gravity. You know, he discovered gravity. And the way he discovered gravity was he was sitting down under a tree and, and an apple fell on his head. And from that moment, you know, you, you know, started mighty gravity and from there it developed you know you know the, the concept of gravity 
You know, sometimes God has to like, you know, sometimes drop something on our head to make us look around and really discover nature and the beauty of nature, you know? And uh, another discovery that man has made, this one should be no surprise to you guys. I mean, without this discovery, we will not be able to enjoy life we're enjoying right now. And that is electricity. I mean, could you imagine the world without electricity? You know? And uh, electricity is able to is change and transform our lives in a big way. Now, electricity makes you, in a way, be able to sit down there relax. It makes you sit down there to be able to enjoy life. Even when we get home as well, we can enjoy life. Why? Because all our daily shows are taken care of by machines who are powered by electricity. You know, without electricity, you're not have a washing machine. Without electricity, you're not going to have, you know, a lot of things in the household. So we have to enjoy life a lot more because of electricity and what it can do for us. You know, without computers, without internet, without even the games that a lot of us play, like Call of Duty, you know. Without electricity, we're able to do all, all of that. You know, but all that is thanks to Benjamin Franklin, who discovered electricity. You know? Now I want you to kind of imagine yourself right now, let's say, you know, in a way you are on a stretcher in a hospital. You got injured, severe injury. You know, the doctor comes in to look at you, sees the injury, so like, you know, pulls out the scalpel, like, okay, we gotta go in there. We gotta, like, really go in and really, really help you treat this injury right here. Now, doctors are able to do that right now. Because you can imagine the doctor has a kind of scalpel in his hand and he's, he's going to go into you and, and really treat you. It's going to be painful. Yeah. You know, but thanks to anesthesia, they could numb you out and they could go into your body and really, you know, get the, the pain. Uh, they could really relieve you of the pain because of the power of anesthesia. Yeah. Anesthesia is helping, you know, it really helped us right now to be able to do a lot of surgeries and also just numb you out so that people can walk on you and, you know, you can recover better. Yeah? And the other discovery that man has made is the discovery of DNA. Oh, this is wow. one of the greatest scientific discoveries. To be able to discover how the human gene in us works and operates. You know? And through that, people have been able to discover vaccines, people have been able to discover how diseases work so that they can treat it. You know? And, um, but the amazing thing is, of all these discoveries that man is able to make, none of them compares to the discovery of actually knowing God. Yeah. You know? That is the greatest discovery that man can ever make to discover and have a relationship with God. You know, like it says in Psalm 19, from verse 1 to 4 there, the scripture reminds us of the greatness of God. It says there from verse 1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The sky proclaimed the work of his hand. Day after day, they pour forth speech. And night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. There is no word. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. So we see here, you know, God here, the scripture describes how majestic and how powerful God is. Since everything that we see around us, even when we look out today, we see the, the snow 
man is great, no, God greatest, no. You know? So we see the majesty and the beauty of God all around us. And the scripture here says, no matter how much man is able to discover, God, in a way, is the, is the, is the person behind all the discovery that we have around us. You know? And that's the title of my message today. The title of my message is The Greatest Discovery of Our Time. The Greatest Discovery of Our Time. And as we look into the Bible today, we're going to look at a discovery that was made one Sunday morning in the year 30 AD. There was a Jewish woman named Mary who lives in the village of Magadha. And it's called, her name is Mary Magdalene, as many of, you, many of us know the story. And to know a bit more about Mary Magdalene, let's look in the New Testament. Let's turn to Luke 8. We're going to gleam a bit of her life and uh, have a bit of a picture of what she's been through. Let's look in Luke 8 from verse 1. And the title, my first point is a great transformation. Look at verse 1, it says there, it says, After this, Jesus traveled from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons have come out. Joanna, the wife of Susa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. So this scripture I described, this gives us a bit of a glimpse about Mary Magdalene and her past. Like with every one of us, we've all got a past, isn't it? We've all got a past from which we come from. And it tells us there that this woman was actually demon-possessed. You know, not just demon-possessed, she had seven demons in her. I mean, you can imagine being possessed by one demon, yeah. but to have seven demons in you, I mean, that must be horrific. That must be, you know, frightening in a way. So you can imagine, but the amazing thing about the scripture as well is the scripture just kind of glimpses over that story, isn't it? Yeah. It just says, you know, this is Mary Magdalene, and she's got seven demons, you know, but obviously her life was transformed. But that's amazing. That's one thing I love about the scriptures, because... I can imagine, if you imagine if you, you guys were here right now and I was able to, to someone has seven demons in them and I was able to expel those demons, I mean, you guys will be hearing about it. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a four-page story about, about that, you know, that, that uh, process right there. Yeah. We would we like to talk and, 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 you know, really glorify what we, what we do. Yeah. But we see here, Christ, didn't really, the scripture didn't really focus too much on that because it's not about, you know, too much about the miracles, about the transformation of the person, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's the amazing thing about, about the scriptures. It shows God's love and God's grace. So we see here that, you know, in a way, this woman, she must have had a horrific experience, obviously, having these demons in her. She must have felt like an outcast. I'm sure, you know, having those demons, people will not really be near, in a way. Uh, she will have felt helpless, you know, without hope. And uh, she was a vehicle that Satan was using to actually get his mission accomplished. And uh, it says, even though she was going through a lot of these horrific experiences, it says Christ came along and changed her life. You know, Christ came and really transformed and changed her life. <laughs> and, and that's what Christ does. You know, for myself, 
I can kind of like relate to this woman because like I said, we all have a, a past. And, and for myself as well, before I became a Christian, you know, what my life was in, you know, we a bit of a mess as well. Uh, from the age of six, you know, I was exposed to, introduced to sex from a very young age. You know, from, from, from women who were supposed to take care of us from a very young age, they introduced me to sex from a, from a tender age of six. You know, I've got two boys right now, we're about five, so you might you imagine kind of picturing that right now, that's kind of horrific, you know? So from that very young age, being exposed to sex, I was messed up as a, as a teenager, you know? I, my mind was wild, and my imagination was wild. Um, I could imagine to the point of human, I was, I was touching my sister's inappropriately. You know, even close to having full sex with her, you know. And uh, as, a, as a teenager, I was addicted to porn and masturbation. And I was enslaved to a lot of other sins as well. But in that life, you know, Christ came along as well, just like Mary Magdalene. And, she, and came and changed and transformed my life. And that's what Christ always does. Christ is in the business of transformation. It's in the business of changing our past and giving us a new life. You know? And the beauty of Christ is it doesn't just change us before we become a Christian. Even as Christians as well, it's still changing and transforming our life as well. And that's one thing I want us to kind of see when we look at the life of Mary Magdalene. It's like, do we see for ourselves ourselves as well a need for Christ? You know, Mary Magdalene saw a need for Christ. And our life was transformed by Christ. You see your need for Christ by how much you dedicate yourself to him. For example, this morning, did you wake up and have a prayer to God? Did you read your Bible? You know, how much time did you dedicate to it? You know, for myself, I know I'm not growing or transformed by Christ when I'm not really seeing my own heart in the scriptures. You know, we could read the Bible and be religious, but if you don't really see your heart and you're not making changes that will help you change and transform, then in a way, you're not really growing the way Christ wants you to grow. You know, for myself, when I'm not changing, when I don't see my heart, when I don't see things I need to change from reading the scriptures, I know I'm in a dangerous place. Because when you don't see your heart and you don't see things you need to change, then you are religious and in a way your heart is numb to Christ. You know, with Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene saw a need for Christ. And because of that, our life was changed. You know, either for ourselves as well, we must always be undergoing great transformation to be changed so that we can glorify Christ. You know, my challenge to you right now is, you gotta write down areas of your life where Christ has changed and transformed you. Because for us to have a great discovery, we must allow Christ to transform us. There can be no great transformation unless you allow Christ to change you. And with Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene knew what Christ did for her. She knew the transformation, she knew the past that she was saved from. And we all have a past, and we still have a life that God is still transforming. Yeah. But for there to be a great discovery, we must allow Christ to transform us. My second point, a great commitment. A great commitment. Mary Magdalene, after being transformed and changed by Christ, was faithful to Christ. She was loyal to Christ. How do we know that? Well, let's look in Matthew 37. Let's see what the scripture says about it. Matthew 27, we're going to read from verse 50. 
talking about Christ, obviously, at the point of being on the cross and the experiences he went through. He says that from verse 50, he says, And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rock split. That's reading verse 54. It says, when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely it was the son of God. Many women were there, watching him from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to take care of his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. So we see here that at the point of the cross, you know, at the point of Jesus' greatest needs, when most of the disciples were not even around, the disciple that was really at the cross was John. Everyone else was at the cross. Everyone else was nowhere to be found. But we see that Mary Magdalene was there at the cross. She was there close to Christ, experiencing what Christ was going through. When many gave up their faith, Mary Magdalene did not give up her faith. Shows a heart, a commitment, a loyal, loyalty to, to God that when others failed, she didn't fail. You know, it's easy to follow when things are exciting and when things are going great. Isn't it? You know, it's easy to join the crowd. Wow, this is something going awesome and let's join everyone there. You know, let's get in there. But when things are not going that great, when your heart gets exposed quickly. And you can imagine with Mary Magdalene right here, things are not going as she, she thought. You know, our Savior, our Christ, is nailed to the cross. She is watching Christ take his very last breath. Mm -hmm. Die. And, but at that time, she is still close to Christ. Yeah. You know, for us, when we look at our own life, you know, what is stopping you from your devotion to Christ? You know? Yeah. Are you aware of it? And are you make, are, what are you doing to change it? Because Mary's action and commitment showed her gratitude and her loyalty to God. In the like what we read in Luke uh, 4, 8, 4, it says, when uh, Mary Magdalene was transformed, it says she supported Christ's ministry out of her own means. I mean, she wasn't just a person who just said, well, thank you, Christ, and said, you know what, I'm going to support you in any way I can. Yeah. Out of my own pocket, I'm going to support your ministry. Why? Because she was grateful for what she's done. I mean, today, you know, we have the love offering today, isn't it? Yeah. Which is awesome. And the love offering is, you know, we, we do this once every year where, you know, December, we, you know, Christ is, it is the time of Christ was born, December. Yeah. And while the world is being selfish and just thinking about themselves, we as the church, we, we dedicate a portion of our money to the church yeah. to help advance God's kingdom. Amen. And we know in a way why the church is collecting this money as well, right, right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we have shown an MJ yeah. from Birmingham who's going to be coming down to Lady East. You know? So, of all the regions, we have no excuse not to blow it out. Right. If we do not meet our, country, our, our love offering right here, I'm going to repeat the whole church. <laughs> so, so, we are, the whole church is collecting for the East right. to push Sean and Andy, to coming all the way from Birmingham to being full-time ministry. And if we don't have the heart to contribute to that, yeah. then we don't deserve to be in it. Yeah. We do not deserve to be in there to listen to the message. Yes. We don't deserve to be here to have it because we did not have the commitment to bring
doing the minute. So today, I'm just in a loving way, just reminding you, the love offering, you might feel it's a sacrifice, but they're making a great sacrifice. They're coming from Birmingham. They're sacrificing their life. That is no sacrifice to you. That is no sacrifice. You know? So Mary Magdalene reminds us of what loyalty really is. She gave her money. She was there when many were not around. She was loyal to the end. But then to be great discovery, we gotta be loyal to the end. There gotta be a commitment in our heart that shows that. You know, what is your discovery of Christ producing in you? You know, we've discovered Christ, but what is that producing in you right now? With Mary Magdalene, we saw her life. She, her action demonstrated where she's at. You know, when you look at Christ and when you, the discovery you made, what transformation is happening right now? What action do people see in your life and say, you know what, this person has been touched by something, I don't know what. Mm. You know, our life and our action must show that. Let's not take for granted what Christ has done. Mm. Let's let our life show and reflect that. Let's see something else that Mary Magdalene did. Mm. John 20. John 20, verse 5. We're going to read from verse 1. It says, yeah, it says, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where he has been put. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple asked Ryan Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strikes of linen lying there, but did not go in. So we see here, I mean, Mary Magdalene, yeah. you know, when I've always said she was at the cross, Christ has now been killed, our Savior is dead. But we see here, after Christ has been put in the tomb, Mary Magdalene was still, her heart was still devoted to God. She didn't say, you know what, my department, my Savior is dead right now, let me go back to my old life, you know. But she was still grateful for Christ. It says, after Christ died, guess what? Early in the morning, it says, early in the morning, she went down to the tomb. You know? Early in the morning. Why? Because she was still grateful and loyal to Christ. And she made one of the greatest discoveries of her life, that Christ is resurrected. She was the first woman to see Christ, or to, to know that Christ is resurrected. But well, you see that because she woke up early in the morning and she was able to have that encounter, that experience. Yeah. You know, for us, you know, many of us will not really have a great encounter with God because we don't wake up early to praise God. Or we don't wake up early to actually engage with our God. You know, we miss those great discoveries because we enjoy life too much. Mm -hmm. You know? 
For great discoveries and great success in life actually requires you working up early. The world understands this concept. Talk to any great successful men or women in the world. If you look at their life, they wake up early. You mention any great successful person in this world, and I'll tell you their life, their lifestyle. They wake up early before everyone else does. You know? And as Christians, we gotta get into the habit of waking up early to pray to our God. Waking up early to, to prepare our minds so that we can engage with the world. If we love sleep too much, I'm sorry for you, man. It's not, you know, it's gonna, gonna take long before you take a nap. But we gotta really discipline ourselves and really devote the best part of our day to God. You see, with Mary Magdalene, she woke up early in the morning to engage, and you know, to engage um, with Christ. Even though it was dead, she went to the tomb and discovered one of the greatest discoveries in her life. You know, for myself, I mean, like many of you know, I've got two boys, you know, I've got two uh, twins. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't take much to get those boys excited, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, for them, I mean, they had a school trip a uh, couple of couple of days ago, and they were so excited to want to go on this uh, school trip. Um, you know, normally they wake up like seven seven thirty in the morning, but but this time they were buzzing, man. They couldn't they couldn't sleep. I mean, they went to bed. They woke up six pm. They were like up, man. They were like you know they they were ready to engage. They were ready to engage with the world. And um, you know that's what happens to us when we when really when we are excited about something. We will, we will get up for it. Yeah. You know? We will get up to want to wanna do that. And with Mary Magdalene, she woke up early in the morning to go to Christ, to, to, to go to where he where was, was at. You know, when you wake up in the morning, where are you going to? You know? With her, she was like, I need to go to the tomb where my Lord is in buried. And she made it discovery, the greatest discovery of her life. You know, for us to really grow, it's going to require sacrifice and commitment. Mm -hmm. There's no way around it. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that, you know, I would love to say, you know what, just take this pill there. You don't need to, like, you know, do anything. Everything will be rosy and easy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one of the messages you, have, you, you, you hear out there. You know, don't worry, everything will be given to you. No, Christian life sometimes is going to be tough. Mm -hmm. It's going to require sacrifice, it's going to require commitment. Yeah. You know, that's the reality of it. There's no short way around it. And we gotta be ready for that. We gotta really get our mind engaged with that and really know that. You know? So for ourselves, you know, when Christ looks at our life and our commitment, will he clap his hand? We say, well done, good and faithful servant. When he looks at our life, will he bury his head, his hand, you know, will he look away in shame? You know, we are here to actually glorify God. We're here to actually proclaim his name and make his name known around the world. But it's only going to be shown by our commitment and how much we give to his body. You know? With Mary Magdalene, she showed how much she really loved God. She was there early in the morning to engage with our, with our Lord. And we got to have the same heart as well. You know, for us, I want you to ask someone where you need to grow in your commitment to God. If there's areas in your life that you've been battling with again and again, I want you to put a plan in place to change that. Because if we don't really have a heart to commit to really growing our work with God, we are going to remain the same or in a way slowly die away. You know? And that's what I want to encourage you guys with today.
Let the resurrected Christ be a reason for you to change and be a different person today. A great discovery requires a great commitment. A third point. I'm not going to have a long message for you guys today, but you know, it's going to be short and sweet. My third point, a great proclamation. A great proclamation. When we look at it, Mary Magdalene was actually mentioned in all the four Gospels. This woman was spoken about in all the Gospels. That's how amazing this woman is. Even though the scripture didn't say too much about her, her name was mentioned in all the Gospels. Because she was such a special woman. And even though she's dead, alive, she speaks to us. You know, Christ wants our life to speak to many others around us. Right. We're still living, we can still have more impact on the, on the people that are around us. You know, is your life impacting the people around you? Is your life actually proclaiming Christ? Are you shining the light that God has given you? We all have the Holy Spirit in us. You know, what are you doing with that Holy Spirit? What are you doing with that light in you? Are you killing it or are you actually proclaiming and shining that light that's in you? You know, like it says in 2 Corinthians 5, Let's remind ourselves of what Christ expects us to do. Second Corinthians 5 from verse 14. It says this, for it says, For Christ's love compels us. Because we're convinced that one died. That we're convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Amen. It says that it says Christ's love is what made him make that sacrifice to come and die for us. And when we understand that someone has died for us, in a way that actually requires us to as well to make even more greater sacrifice, understanding the sacrifice that's been done for our life. You know, when we look at this. How are we dying to ourselves? Because if we're to make a great proclamation for Christ, we have to actually die more to ourselves so that we actually make that great proclamation. The scripture says, says Christ's love is what compels us. When we don't really understand the love of Christ, then we don't proclaim it the way we should. We don't actually speak about him the way we should. We are ashamed to actually talk about him. We're not as bold as we need to be for Christ. But we see that this scripture says that we actually have to shine and proclaim Christ the way it should. The one thing you got, one thing you got to understand is even when it comes to science. I mean, when science makes a great discovery of something, I guarantee you the whole world is going to know about it. Yeah. I mean, they discover some, maybe they discover maybe a, a, a small galaxy somewhere, you know, the whole, you all going to know about it. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to proclaim their message. Mm -hmm. And they are not ashamed of it. But how about us who have the truth, who have the real message, who have the greatest discovery, Christ? You know, how much are we actually talking about it? But are we just, you know, just keeping to ourselves? The world doesn't need to know about it. You know, Scripture says, you know, when we understand that the love that God has given us, it compels us. Christ's love compels us. When we're not compelled, it's because in a way we've forgotten the love that's been given to us. 
It's because in a way we become religious. It's because in a way we've forgotten the past that we've been saved from. And I think for myself, that's one of the areas that even I had to repent of in the last few weeks. And for me, my, my, my life is becoming a bit too busy. You know, I've got two jobs, I've got family, I've got kids, I've got other responsibilities, which is awesome. But in the midst of that business of life, I could kind of like forget my purpose and my mission. And, and I realized myself, I've not been sharing as much as I should. I've not been engaged and, and being about my purpose as, as I should. And, and it's great. The, the beauty of the kingdom is people can look at your life and call you higher and say, bro, you need to repent. You say, yeah. and, and I was grateful that I had brothers that are like, you know, bro, you gotta, you gotta step your up a bit, baby. Yeah. And I appreciate that, you know? And for me, I have to repent in that area. Yeah. You know, for us, you know, do we see where we need to repent even when it comes to proclaiming God's message? You know, are we repenting? Mm-hmm. Are we just staying the same? Mm-hmm. You know? We gotta look at our lives and say, okay, what do I need to change so that God can be proclaimed more in my life? You know, for us, I mean, the challenge that we were given is, you know, obviously share every day. That's what a disciple should do anyway. Yeah. You know, the times you could look at, I could look at my life, you know, you know, the times you look at your life like, man, you know, when I was younger, I was doing this, or when I was, you know, a few years ago, I was doing that. I was remembering for myself, you know, when I was, when I was a young disciple, man, I would always share every day, man. On the bus, on the train, I was like, I was bold. But over the years, you kind of like the, the boldness can die out of it. You know, the, the, the business of life could, could kind of like stuff out that fire. And and I was like, no, you know, I can't just look at my life and say, you know, well, I, I did that many years ago. I'm still alive. Christ can still use me. I'm not. I'm not dead. You know, my life can still be used. And. And for me, that's what I have to do. I'm like, you know what? No, I don't want to be looking at the past and like, you know, my glory days. My glory days are still ahead of me. Amen. You know, for a lot of us, we're still young. Yeah. You know, we, we've been around one year, two years. I mean, you're just starting out your journey. If you're already tired on the journey right now, man, I feel sorry for you, man. Oh. <laughs> you know? But the journey is just getting started. You gotta love and enjoy the battle. Enjoy, enjoy what, you, what you've been given. Right. You know, what we've been given is special, it's precious. Let's really value what we have. When we value it, then we actually proclaim God and we let His light shine. Mm-hmm. My challenge for you as well is I want to share with someone every day. Mm-hmm. I want to share share God's love every day with someone. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you know what Christ has done for you, when you know the sacrifice has been through, that is not a big challenge for you. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, when we look at all this, you know, we gotta we gotta realize that you know to proclaim. Let's, you know, we have to realize that the greatest discovery has to require a great proclamation. Yeah. You know, a great discovery in our life will be shown by the transformation of that point in our life. Mm-hmm. The greatest discovery in our life, which is Christ, will be shown by our commitment to his standard. A great commitment to Christ in our life will be shown by the great proclamation that we make of his name. So as we look at the scripture here, and as we look at Mary Magdalene's life, let's be that example, that living example of Mary Magdalene in our own generation right now, and shine that life of God so that his name will proclaim. Thank you very much. Well, I definitely like that song.
we would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast if you would like video versions of these episodes whether it's sermon highlights or interviews feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our youtube channel that's londonchurch.org.uk that's l-o-n-d-o-n-c-h-u-r-c-h dot org dot uk and for all other updates and information whether it's services events or devotionals you can find all that on our website also once again we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one